It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch here on The Guy Benson Show. We've made it through this Monday. I'll be on special report tonight with Brett Baer on the panel with former Congressman Trey Gowdy and Harold Ford. That's tonight around 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Fox News Channel looking forward to that with Brett and company. So please tune in if you have the opportunity. Special report. Well, we have a very special report here, as a matter of fact, on the show. Quiet Wyatt, our colleague, our associate producer, who, by the way, will be returning soon to the Washington, D.C. area, which is where the show is based as we get ready to transition, at least partially, we think, back in studio. And they've built a brand new, gorgeous studio at the D.C. Bureau. During COVID, they did a lot of construction and refurbishing and really just totally gutting the place. And the radio studio is just amazing. And we really look forward to talking more about that and bragging more about that in the days and weeks to come. But before he has begun the process of moving his life back down to D.C. Wyatt, we told you about this, finally decided to pull the trigger and go abroad for the first time ever. Never been out of the country. He and his brother hopped on a plane and flew over to Italy, where I, from afar, looked at his photos and perhaps was occasionally envious of what appeared to be a pretty spectacular trip. So, Wyatt, having now returned home, you're back in the U.S.A., You had your first taste of international travel. Bottom line, how would you rank it? One out of ten. Oh, definitely a ten guy. It was it was absolutely amazing. It was just so I mean, I kept pinching myself being able to to say I was somewhere else and and always looking at a map and and saying, Oh, that would be cool to go there and, and go there and to actually finally be somewhere out of the continental US was just absolutely amazing. I feel like, trying to put myself in your shoes, I would imagine that as the plane is racing down the runway at Newark to take off toward Italy, the excitement had to have been just totally off the charts. Like, it's really happening. Here we go. And then when you land in Rome, of course there's excitement, but also the nerves start to creep in just a little bit like, wow, this is a totally different experience. It's not something that I've been accustomed to in the past. How quickly were you able to get your bearings and realize, like, okay, this is going to be fine. We got this. See, and and I actually was not nervous, like, really at all. The only thing I was nervous about was the COVID restrictions and making sure we were okay getting on the plane and getting into the country through customs. That makes sense. But other than that, navigating the city of Rome, navigating down where we went to, to Naples, the train system is incredibly easy to understand, even for someone who's out of the country. Uh, navigating the hotels. I only booked one hotel and the rest I booked as we went. So that was a little nerve wracking, not knowing where we where we would be staying the night, the next night. But overall, it was very easy. And as I said, I, I really wasn't nervous. I was kind of the whole point of the trip was to just go and just explore and have fun. And we did a whole lot of that. The food, 
looked amazing. The photos you were taking us, I mean, did Italian food live up to all the hype and expectations? Oh, yes, yes. I, I have to say, though, but we had pasta, we had pizza, we had gelato. There was this lemonade thing that I kept seeing everywhere, which I love lemonade, so I had that a few times. There might have been alcohol in there. I'm not really sure. And then, of course, <laughs> cappuccinos or cap- cappuccinos, I believe, yes. And I had that. Coffee. I mean, it was. we had everything. But the pizza in Rome was not very great. It was, you know, to, I would say American standards. But when you go to Naples, which I believe is the birthplace of pizza, where they actually invented pizza, that was just off the charts. Christine and I had a bet about whether or not you, Quiet Wyatt, would avail yourself of the opportunity to have any Italian wine or cocktails while you were over there. Did you? Yes, I did, but not wine. I should have had wine because I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. But I had uh, something other drink and and all that, but I I didn't have any wine, which I probably should have with my pasta. Yeah, I feel like a little red wine with your pasta would have been excellent, but they've got some good cocktails over there. So I did win that bet, by the way. So, Christine, it's it's another defeat for you. It's Uh another defeat one-on-one here. But I know that you are curious about some things, and you are allegedly Italian, you know, which you you always say that, but I'm sort of skeptical of it. Wyatt has beaten you to Italy. You've never been to Italy. Now Wyatt has, which in some ways makes him more authentically Italian than you are because, to my knowledge, he doesn't order his pizza with pineapple on it from Domino's or whatever. So now that you perhaps may be envious, uh, frankly, or threatened almost by Wyatt and his Italian adventure, what are some of your curiosities that you want to direct at our friend who's now back? Well, one of the questions, which I, I mean, I should have known better that Wyatt wasn't going to be able to properly answer this, but I don't, I don't know if this is a myth or truth, but to me it sounds like a dream that when you're in Italy and you're drinking the wine, especially the red wine, there's no such thing as a hangover. You can drink as much as you want because it's like such a pure wine. And to me, that just sounds like a dream. But now Wyatt has said he has not had any wine in Italy, and I'm just a little disappointed. So I guess we'll have to move on from that. Um, Wyatt, as as far as the pizza goes, now you said in Rome the pizza wasn't great. Um, was it because they did not offer the option of pineapple or bacon on the pizza? (laughs) Do you think that would have made the difference? No, it was just not. (laughs) I was not impressed. And the pizza in in Naples, the way that they do it is they they make the pizza and then the small, like, individual size, and they fold it in half and then fold it again and then put it in a wrapper. And you eat it like like a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, and it's like it's not like a pizza in a box or something like that. You eat it in like in a sandwich, and I thought that was very creative. And the the crust of the pizza, uh, along with the the small amount of sauce and the very small amount of cheese, I think makes a really good combination. Where it's different here, where there's you know crust, and then there's a lot of sauce and a lot of cheese and a lot of toppings. It's very minimalistic, very simplistic. Uh, you know the way they do pizza there. Wyatt, I think I saw photos of you at. The Trevi Fountain, if I'm not mistaken. I saw yes. you with some uh, sea in the background at the Mediterranean. I assume that was down in Naples. Were those your two destinations, Rome and Naples, or do you stop sort of in different places and cities along the way? 
Yeah, so we did Rome for the first two days, and we just did everything in Rome. It was incredibly hot, like incredibly hot. Yeah, and so that'll happen some, in August in Rome. We would do some sightseeing and then go back to the hotel and stay in the air conditioning and then go out for dinner and do stuff like that in Rome because it was just hot. And we didn't really do any of the museums because the lines were so long and the Colosseum, like we just didn't want to wait in line when we could be going out sightseeing and seeing other things. But we saw the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Trevi Fountain. I mean, you name it in, in Rome, we saw it. And Spanish then we had steps. Down- Yep, and then we would head down to Naples, and Naples was kind of the gateway to all the uh, coastline of the Afami coast, of all the, the cities there. So we went to Sorrento one day, and they have some amazing restaurants, and that's where we went cliff jumping. Um, and we, we went to some rocky beach area, and we, we jumped off this very high cliff, which I didn't think I would ever do. But I saw a bunch of younger kids doing it, and I'm like, if they're doing it, I could do it. So I said, <laughs> once in a lifetime, YOLO did it and had a great time into the sea into the mediterranean sea and it is it was and that was on the amalfi the amalfi coast you said this is where you were cliff diving i did not have this i was not expecting you'd be doing something like that Wyatt. that's very exciting yes no and there's video i i I have video evidence i'll send to the group chat but it was uh (laughs) it was quite an experience uh so we did that one day and just relaxed uh over there and then we i did a single trip to capri that island, which is a beautiful island, which I think if I ever went back to Italy, which I hope to, I would go to the Amalfi Coast and all those cities because there's all different beach clubs, resorts. And I mean, it's it definitely beats out the Jersey Shore. <laughs> but um, I mean, that was just amazing, the, the Capri and all the stuff they have there and the beaches and the blue water and the boats that go by. And it, it was it was just amazing. Christine, one more question for you. Oh, just one more. Okay, two really quickly. Uh, Wyatt, is it true? Were these people uh, without clothing on the beach in Europe? Did you see a lot of that? I, I did not. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say. I, I saw that. No, there was the, people were fully clothed. <laughs> hmm. And okay. Also, uh, she sounds disappointed. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they say about the European beaches. Um, did you make friends along the way? I can imagine by the time I got home, I'd be emailing and texting and telling everybody about my new friends, you know, over seas. Uh, any any uh, any friendships blossomed over there? No, not really. Kind of kept to ourselves. <laughs> uh, most people didn't speak English. They would come up to you or even other tourists from a lot of people were vacationing from other European locations and they would come up and ask me directions like I knew where I was and I would just say English and they would just walk away. So I, I think that, uh, that that but also one thing I want to mention too is how much American culture is impacted over there. Like I went into one store, an H&M store, and it's all American culture. I mean, you have all the, the, the sporting brands on T-shirts. You have everything. And it's all impacted by American culture, which I found very interesting. Did you have jet lag? Not really, because I'm, I'm able to sleep. And I just take a cappuccino, which was very good, because, you know, I love my coffee and was always ready to go every day. I, I, the time change didn't bother me. And being home now, it, 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 was, it was fun. It's also, just here's a pro tip. It's helpful to be 21. <laughs> As you get older, jet lag in some cases becomes more and more of a thing. So now you've sort of got a taste for this. You've, got, you've been bitten by the international travel bug. Are you already starting to dream about your next trip? And do you have 
perhaps a top destination in mind yet? Oh, definitely. I, I can't wait to. I was also another cool thing was to take your passport and have it stamped. I thought that was cool. I never even knew that they really did that still. I thought that was something of the past, but they still do that in customs. You get it stamped when you go and you get it stamped when you leave. So yes, I can't wait to get my passport stamped again. And so I think the next location, because the first one I really wanted to go to was London, but the, the restrictions there are just insane right now with COVID. So once that cools down, I think that will be next location to go sometime soon. I strongly endorse that idea for a bunch of reasons, and we can always revisit that. Maybe send Christine with you, and she can horrify everyone with her horrifically bad British accent. And that could be a whole bit, actually, for the show. Maybe you could write off the trip, as a matter of fact, if it's on official business. We'll see how the bosses react to that. I I have a hunch. They may not support it, but we'll, uh, we'll come back to that at some point. But, Wyatt, we're just thrilled that you had such a good time. It looked amazing. We're glad, of course, that you're back. But here's to many more exciting trips like that in the future. And welcome back to the USA. It's always, to me, most satisfying, as much as I love traveling overseas, when you are back home on U.S. soil, it is a great, great feeling every single time. And I'd imagine you felt that, too. Definitely, definitely. The best country in the world, the United States of America. Yes, We endorse that here on The Guy Benson Show. Catch me tonight on Special Report with Brett Bayer. I'm on the panel. Back here tomorrow, same time, same place. It's The Guy Benson Show. It's the happy hour on The Guy Benson Show, and we have to take a brief break from the stream of negative news and serious issues and get a little bit frivolous from time to time. I think our brains, our souls need a respite because this stuff, these news cycles have been relentless. And therefore, let us conduct our annual segment here on The Guy Benson Show in which we yell at each other about pumpkin spice stupidity and the premature arrival of a fall phenomenon that keeps encroaching into the summer. So producer Christine, of course, being as basic as they come, in some respects, and I say that with love. She is a big pumpkin spice chick. I'm sure you'll be shocked if you're new to the program. So she can't get enough of it, and she, in her mind, believes that it's time for the fall. She's already indulging in pumpkin spice. She, in fact, is already going to be decorating her house for autumn this weekend, ahead of Labor Day weekend, which is at least the very end of summer. Christine, I know this is your stick every year, and you do this because you like it and you believe it, but do you feel any shame at all trying to pretend that August is an appropriate time to do autumnal things? No, I have no shame at all, and I'm the most basic person you know? I highly doubt that. Um, I would say on Pumpkin Spice, you are the queen of of basic what 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 does that mean because i love pumpkin spice i love the fall i mean it's my favorite season christine but we're not in it yet i love the fall but But, (laughs) you can look forward to fall it doesn't mean that the fall is here it's like looking around in april or may when you get some sun and say well summer is right around the corner i love summer 
you need to just live in the moment and endure or appreciate the seasons in which you are currently existing and not pretend that the borders... I mean, you are like the Biden administration on our southern border. There's just no security there, right? It's People can just bleed right through with the summer just flowing into the fall freely with no security. That's the comparison that I'm going to make, even though it's really tortured. But you tell me you're walking through the supermarket and you see Thomas English muffins, pumpkin spice, and you're not going to go buy it with the Philly cream cheese pumpkin spice? Absolutely not. not. You're just going to walk right by that. Well, I don't really like English muffins or those types of breakfast foods to begin with, so I wouldn't get them even if we were in the middle of October or early November because it's just not my okay, taste. What about, what about cup of noodles, pumpkin spice? No, nothing ramen. pumpkin spice. The only pumpkin thing that I will remotely eat would be, well, two things. Pumpkin pie just occasionally around Thanksgiving, and that's it, and pumpkin ice cream, which is a fall-only flavor, and it's really good, but if you said, hey, guy, let's go get some pumpkin ice cream in August, I would say absolutely not. Okay, well, what if you and I were going to have lunch together, you know, a a brought-from-home lunch, and I pull out my um, Greek yogurt, pumpkin spice, you're not going to look over and be like, Christine, I'll trade you? No, I of course would not. I of course would not. Here's a question, because you last week, last week you went on your rampage against leftovers. Would you eat pumpkin spice related leftovers? Is that how obsessed you are? No, I mean, come on. (laughs) Absolutely not. I had to make sure, by the way, that I ate almost my whole dinner Saturday night out because my husband listened to Home Stretch and then said to me, any of this food that you don't eat, you're eating tomorrow. He's like, I have to see it happen now. You have to eat leftovers. Good. So, this is. I'm, I'm sure glad. He- I'm glad that this show is making a real difference in the world, including in your marriage. <laughs> I I do not reject or begrudge your enjoyment of pumpkin spice things, even though I don't it's share. So good. That it's enjoyment. So good. I'm offended by the early arrival of everything. Like they they have Halloween candy that starts getting sold after Labor Day, Christmas carols in November, sometimes earlier. Oh, it's out of control, I and I feel it. like it all begins with pumpkin spice in July and August. Quickly, quiet, Wyatt, at your favorite coffee shop, they've got a special summer flavor that I'm actually interested in, right? Yes, because, you know, it's actually still summer right now. Yes, yes. So they have a new flavor, limited edition, which I haven't been able to get my hands on yet. It's blueberry pie cold brew coffee i love blueberries i love blueberry pie it's a very summer thing now that i would be interested in maybe a little iced coffee special blueberry pie flavored whatever sign me up for that because it's august let's get that memo just a a calendar maybe to producer christine it is not time for pumpkin spice nope absolutely not we're up on a break christine and i just have to say of all your wrong takes This is so wrong that we deal with it every single year. And I know that we'll have the exact same fight next year. And that's fine. You'll still be wrong. It's The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. And in this happy hour, we've sort of alternated between very serious and not so serious. And because it's the home stretch, 
we'll toggle to not so serious, as we typically do. And if you missed any of today's show, you can go to the website, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast is free. FoxNewsPodcast.com, also an option, or anywhere you get your podcasts. So let's talk about two issues, and they involve preferences at home. And I found each of these stories to be actually rather interesting. Let's start with this one. There was a poll, and truly I would like to know who decides when to poll things like this. Is there a pollster meeting where they sit around and maybe have some adult beverages and mama's juice and start writing down on a big whiteboard some crazy ideas about polls just to see what might generate attention? I, I don't know. But YouGov, which is a huge pollster out of the UK, they polled respondents on this question, which way do you face in the shower? Towards the shower or away from the shower? So you're standing in the shower. There's the shower head. Now, if you have one of those rainfall shower things, then there's no right answer or wrong answer to this because the water comes directly down onto you. And that's fancy schmancy. I would love one of those. One of my buddies has one in his house in their guest suite, and I cannot get enough of that rainfall shower. But I think most people have a shower head that protrudes from one wall of the shower. Right? At least the main head. Some people have jets and that sort of thing. Do you stand with your back to it so the water is mostly hitting the top of your head, your neck, and on down? Or do you face the shower head where the water is falling onto your face? Which you sometimes see, for example, in movies where people are having existential crises or maybe they're hungover or something. They want the water directly on their face. I will say that I have done both. I'm a shower person. We've established this in the past. I don't really like baths. Baths seem, in theory, relaxing. I don't find them relaxing. Because it's just stagnant water that slowly gets colder. And you get all pruney. Even if you want to like have a glass of wine and put on some candles or whatever, it just it doesn't do it for me. I get it. Why some, oh, the, the essential oils and all this stuff. If you're into it, God bless. I wish I liked it more because we have an awesome bathtub at the house. It's just, I've used it once. I was like, yeah, sorry, it's not, don't, don't like baths. I'm a shower person. And I have, as I was starting to say, faced both directions at different times. But to me, it's not even close which is the go-to position. I stand facing away from the shower head, I would say 90% of the time, maybe more. If you're trying to wash something in particular or you want some of the water directly on your face, then you'll turn around. But to me, the default position is the water hitting you from behind. And I was surprised to see that apparently I am in the minority. Based on this poll, a plurality, 44%, face towards the shower, whereas 43%, so it's, it's basically a tie, but only about half of us face away. I would have, I don't know, guessed 
that the numbers would have been lopsided in my direction, and that might be myopic, obviously. And if you look at the age breakdown, the older you get, apparently, the likelier you are to face the water. Where seniors, a majority face toward the source of the water, whereas the youngest group, 18 to 24-year-olds, a majority faces away. And you can see the numbers moving almost in a line between the oldest and youngest current generation of adults, with millennials, Xers, and boomers falling on that continuum. And the older you get, the likelier you are to face the showerhead. Now, Producer Christine, as the oldest person by far working on this show, I do want to ask you what your position is here on showering. Do you actually agree with me, given our nearly violent disagreement on pumpkin spice? Or are we going to have another battle here? So uh, it's 50-50 here. First, I'm actually in total agreement with you on the bath thing. It seems like a great idea, and you get in the bath, and you realize you're just sitting in just your water, and yes, it's not yes. relaxing. Okay, you know and, what? I am, and- I am deducting, and I hope you appreciate this as a callback to the previous segment, two segments ago. Ooh. I am deducting two basic points from you for not being a bath girl, but please go on. Yeah, no, no. Now, with the shower, and okay, I don't want judgment here. But um, everything I do in the shower is facing the water except shampoo and conditioner. And if it's the weekend and if I'm having a shower beer, obviously I'm not going to face the water while I'm having my beer. So my back goes to the water. Do you do shower beers frequently? Um, I mean, not during the week, no. But if, you know, I'm going out or whatever, if it's Saturday night, yeah, my yeah, shower beers are a thing. Where do you, know? you put the beer, or do you just hold it at all times? <laughs> no, I don't hold I put it right where the soap dish is. I'll move there the soap got a dish down. little ledge and there. That's where, and sometimes in the winter, I drink my coffee in there. So wow. I'll put my coffee cup. It, it saves time, honestly. Like, if you're getting ready in the morning, I <laughs> like, put it in. I need alcohol in my system right now. I'm going to have it here with me in the shower. Adam does shower beers. <laughs> Like or, yeah, or shower long drinks. He does shower long drinks. That's just I don't know. That's not something that I typically do. So it sounds like you're saying you are a towards the water gal for the most part, but you'll turn around for washing your hair, which makes sense, right? That just and beer, yeah, and and Alcohol for the beer because you can't. All right. Well, so I guess we don't see eye to eye on this one, Wyatt. I have to ask you. As the younger person, although you're an old soul, but as a younger person, the data would suggest that you face away from the shower like I do. Is that accurate? Mostly mostly because I feel like you do do both, but I would have to say I do face away more than, than I would the other way. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So that I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And now I'm going to... I'm sure get a bunch of DMs on Instagram and tweets on Twitter. By the way, I'm at Guy P. Benson on both platforms from fanatical water-facing showerers. It's funny what gets people riled up. Like, I'll do an hour on hardcore politics, but we do one topic like this, and people come out of the woodwork to explain in great detail why I'm wrong. 
which is fine. It's why we do the subjects to some extent. So here's another one. There's a poll that shows about two-thirds of Americans have a favorite spot on the couch or at the kitchen table, like their go-to spot. And my reaction was only two-thirds? I would assume this is like a universal thing. Of course you have a favorite spot on the couch. Of course you have a favorite seat at the dinner table. I have my spot at the dinner table. It's where I almost always sit. Like virtually every single meal that's being consumed at that table, that's where I sit. And on the couch, I've got we've got one of those L-shaped couches, and I like to be right in the elbow, like right at the 90-degree angle because it's comfortable. You can sort of lean back. You can stretch out in one direction. You can have the dog next to you or on your legs or whatever. The only issue is that's also Adam's preferred spot, so we do sometimes fight over it. Or someone will get up to go to the bathroom and go do something, and then will come back to discover the spot has been taken. Oh. Yeah, that does happen. Christine, do you have your own established spots, or are you in constant competition with Bobby over certain prized positions? I mean, no, not with Bobby, because if I say that I want to sit there, Bobby moves. Very nice of him to do that. So, no, there's no competition with Bobby, but, I mean, you just sparked something. I mean, this is my childhood, the fighting that would go on for that specific spot. We had that same couch that you have, I had growing up, and the same spot was where my sister and I both wanted to be. And she was older, and she was bigger at the time, so there was a lot of fighting that went around, a lot of dragging me off that spot. Uh, and also, did you have a specific spot in the car? Like, I always sat behind Judgy Joyce, and my sister always sat behind my father. Like, we Actually, never switched. no, I did not have a spot in the car. Wow, yeah, we had our specific spots. I didn't want to sit in the middle, obviously. Didn't want to sit in the middle no. in that back seat, and I usually avoided that fate, but aside from that, no, it's just sort of whatever. And I see we're almost out of time here, but I see a little text message here. My phone blinks. It lights up. Cookie has sent a little note to the group chat <laughs> about a shower beer drink holder that I guess you can attach to the wall of your shower. And you've written, if anyone is looking to buy Cookie a Christmas present. And the answer to that question is, I am most certainly not looking to buy you a Christmas present because it's August, Christine. It's not fall for your pumpkin spice, and it is certainly not Christmas gift season. So if you want to hang on to this one and maybe revisit it in, let's say, November or early December, I will take it under advisement at that time. But at this time, we are out of time. Hope to have you back here tomorrow on the radio. It's the Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place. Have a good night. this Friday. It has been a brutal week of brutal news cycles, but we've made it through together. I deeply appreciate your listenership and hearing from a lot of you in these last few weeks. And when the news is really tough, hard to stomach, it can be a challenge coming on the air. 
and being accurate and composed, and we really try to be both of those things. I remember right after 9-11, everything seemed to stop for days. And back at that time for many years, the host of The Daily Show was Jon Stewart. And whether you like him or hate him or whatever, he was entertaining, very quick. The show was hugely successful. After 9-11, I remember he did his first show back, and he said, I don't really know what I can even say. And he brought out a box of puppies onto the desk. He said, let's just enjoy these puppies. And yesterday was National Dog Day. And so as we end the show today, I'm a dog lover. Many of you are as well. I hear from you sometimes in my tweets and my DMs asking about Roy, our Bedlington Terrier. We love him very much here. And he is not an emotional support dog for us, but sometimes unofficially he is. Just with the barrage of horrible news that we can't turn away from because we're covering it for you. Sometimes just being able to take a break and scratch him or take him on a walk. And he's just blissfully unaware of what's happening. And he just counts on us and loves us so much. It's, it is kind of therapy. We are, and this is a very mundane detail of our lives, but we are getting a new bed. And so last night we did a big run to Target and Bed Bath & Beyond. We were getting some stuff. The bed frame arriving today. We had to disassemble the bed frame last night and move it to another floor, move the mattress. And so Roy could tell some big things were happening. And a little dog's universe, a little dog brain, that's the bed where he always sleeps. What's happening? Where is it going? After it was completely moved, he walked into the master bedroom and sort of looked around. He was startled. Where's the bed? Even though he had watched us moving it piece by piece and he's just kind of been pacing around sometimes wagging his tail sometimes sniffing he's confused something's up his instinct is telling him he can't really tell if it's good or bad now all of a sudden there's a new bed frame but it's not a bed frame that he can get on yet because there's no comfy mattress and he's a little confused and it is adorable watching him try to figure out what's going on And so on National Dog Day, amid another week of searingly awful stories, I just want to talk about my gratitude to man's best friend. In my particular case, for Adam and me, it's Roy. You might have a dog in your life. And when you need to step away... And enjoy the little things and some simple pleasures and the unbelievable blessing that we have to live here and not to be over there right now in unspeakably desperate straits. I don't know, something about spending some time with Roy today with the TV on, laptop open, monitoring everything. He was like a little bundle of normalcy. And cuteness. And I needed it. I don't really need an excuse to love on Roy and talk about him on the air, but he doesn't know it. He'll never know it. But he really earned all of the scritches and treats 
and this whole week, especially yesterday. Love your dog. Hug your loved ones. Be grateful to be an American. And pray for the people who are in real serious danger. We don't know how the weekend is going to play out. We'll be watching it very closely. And we will have full coverage and details on the Monday edition of The Guy Benson Show. Good night. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to be part of the conversation with me, Brian Kilmeade. I'll talk about the biggest stories of the day and get your take along with some of the biggest newsmakers around. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the podcast at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at FoxBusinessPodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.